Welcome to the Slack Voice of Customer Podcast, powered by Customer.fm. On this podcast, we explore the journey Slack customers are going through to help you better understand their experiences and inspire ideas for the future of Slack. Here is this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 42 of the Slack Voice of Customer podcast. This is your host, Isaac from Customer.fm. In this episode, we spoke with Karen Molinaire, a longtime Slack customer and executive director of Healthy Cities Tutoring, a nonprofit tutoring company in San Carlos, California. In this episode, we heard from Karen on how Slack was introduced to her and how she introduced it to her diverse staff of senior citizen tutors. We also learn how Slack plays an ongoing role in the communication structure and community development of her team. So without further ado, let's hear our interview with Karen. Go ahead and tell us who you are and what it is you do. So my name is Karen, and I am an executive director of a nonprofit organization that matches community volunteers as tutors with school children in kindergarten through eighth grade. Excellent. So what does a day in the life of your company look like? We spend time recruiting, screening, training, and matching community volunteers with school children from kindergarten through eighth grade. So that means we spend time out in our community using a variety of speaking opportunities, uh, website, marketing, to gather volunteers who are interested in, in tutoring young students. And then um, we go through a rigorous screening process, interview, and then training process. And then we spend a lot of time matching the student who's been referred by their teacher with a tutor and get them matched and situated mm-hmm. for weekly tutoring during the school year. Excellent. Do you work primarily remote or is it a hybrid or a, a office job? Uh, it's an office job. We're okay. all um, on site. COVID did take it all remote. Our tutoring actually even went remote over Zoom. And for the most part, everybody has returned to the office, though we have the flexibility of working remotely if needed. So how did your company decide to start using Slack? So interestingly enough, I was introduced to Slack through my children's school, which is a parent cooperative uh, experience. And we had a project that we were working on and a parent introduced us to the Slack channel for us to manage that project at the school, which was building a walking path. And so I had not come across Slack before that and realized what an incredible tool that it could be in my work environment. So you went from one project using Slack and now where where is it as far as its relationship to your company? So Slack is now our main vehicle for interaction. You know, we have a ton of email traffic for work. And uh, when I started at this nonprofit, they did a lot of their interaction over text and email, but the texts were over the top. And I said, mm. look, we need to move to another software package that will manage that for us and contain all of the different topics that we have to discuss between each other. So we created it 
you know, with a ton of channels to basically serve our purposes. And it's worked really well because we work in 15 different schools and there's a variety of teams of people. So it's not that, you know, five people work in three schools. It's that uh, five people could work in five different schools with a different combination of colleagues, if that makes sense. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there isn't, Mm -hmm. there isn't like one team that works in five different areas. It's that all of my teams work with a lot of, you know, with Mm -hmm. a lot of different people. And so this really helps. um, That's purposeful because as a leader, I have incredibly talented staff, but they all have different um, strengths. Right. And, and, it's really important for me to, for everybody to learn from those different strengths. So I don't just keep one team in one area. I want that them to share their information uh, across teams. And so, and when I say teams, that's the, the, you know, of the 15 different schools. And so uh, on Slack, we're able to have a channel for every school. Before Slack, did you try any other communication options, uh, any other softwares or platforms? Let's just say when I came into this nonprofit, it was not tech, very tech savvy. Uh, so it was just email and text. So one of the questions I like to ask people is going into using Slack, and you've, you've hinted at this already, but I'd like you to dig a little bit more into it. Was there a big problem that you were really hoping Slack would solve for you? And what what was that? Was it just communication? Was it more organization? What What was that problem? So it, it was communication and then secondary, right? Yes, just efficiencies of getting our work done, right? The the personal story, and you know, is that I I joined this team, and I would wake up in the morning and have like hundreds of texts, and in where I came from, you know, that was just not my norm, and I thought somebody died. I'm like, what? What has happened? Like it was, it just felt like a crisis every morning, and I was like, oh my gosh, and and maybe 75% of those were work-related and 25% might have been just socializing between the office. Like, I'm going to Starbucks. Who wants this? Who wants that? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, I, I'm sorry, but, but my texts cannot be taken over by, by a very inefficient way of sharing information. So Mm -hmm. that's when I said, how about we try Slack? You know, there was definite pushback because I, I worked with uh, let's just say a variety of ages on the continuum of comfort with technology, but Slack was very user-friendly and they had a lot of great training available. And that's what really hooked the team into like, okay, let's see if we can move this form of communication. So, and it was great. We also created fun Slack channels for work too. Like we created, you know, a recipe share and our favorite you know, restaurants to visit. And, you know, so it, it really increased the communication among staff in a fun way, as well as an efficient workplace mm. way. You, you talk about having a very diverse group of people that you're working with as far as age, as far as technical ability. What were some of the challenges of getting everyone to come on board with Slack and how did you overcome those? Well, just like any, you know, a change in any tech, new technology. Thankfully, before I had come, they had moved from literally, you know, Excel spreadsheets, um, Google Sheets to a database, a CRM system and database management. So 
you know, there had been a first foray, right, into a new technology that had worked. Okay. That didn't mean that was an easy thing to get Slack in, but there had already been one successful transition. And then really it, it was me explaining just what I said to you, like, I cannot wake up in the morning to a hundred texts and feel like things are okay. That makes me feel like the world is falling apart and I must address them. And so, you know, that, that's really what it was. It was like, so there was a little bit of, you know, new boss, new approach, right? Let's see if Mm -hmm. we can do this. And we started out small. And then as people, so, you know, I, I shared it as this is a possibility, right? To help make work easier, to um, save us all time and start off small. And then as their comfort increased and they realized the benefits, then it grew. Mm. How long did that transition take to where it was an effective tool that everyone was really thriving off of? I would say probably six to eight months, you know, when, when they were like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, cause it's like, oh, I'll have, we, we create these channels. And then it was like, oh, but we could also have these types of channels and oh, we could also have these, you know? So, and I, and the interesting thing was we, as a nonprofit, we shared an office space with another nonprofit, but so we had shared rooms, right? Shared conference rooms and things that needed to be booked. You know, and the old style was like a calendar on the wall to the door of the conference room where people would write like, I'm I'm going to, you know, I need it for this, this, and this. Well, you know, not everybody's in the office checking that and they'd have a meeting. Anyway, the point is, is that then we invited this other nonprofit to join our Slack channel, a special channel just for the conference room management. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that was what I want. That was a difficult, that was the one area of difficulty was getting another entity, the invites that they were properly vetted, that they knew how to sign on. Anyway, so that was the one ch- one challenge that I had with Slack is that it it was difficult to um, bring in other partners that were not in our organization. It sh- seemed like it should be very simple, but it was a challenge. But anyway, other than that, yeah, it's it was great and it grew in its uses. Were there any features that are on the Slack platform that really came in handy above others that really help your company? Well, this was also a group that didn't use like an in-out board or they weren't used to having, um, keeping their calendars available, right? Like I came from the corporate world where my calendar was fully available. My staff could schedule things and, you know, everybody knew where I was, you know, like full transparency of, of information. And they were not used to that. So the in and out, just the status button of, okay, where, where is everybody? What is everybody doing? Or, you know, Hey, I'm out here and I'll be back at this time. Or, you know, so, so that was, that was a huge help just being able to manage and know where people were so that you could schedule meetings appropriately or find time to connect with people that you needed to connect with. And then the channels, I think, yeah, those are the, those were the two. Are there any features that you wish Slack had that right now it it just doesn't? So there's an archive piece that we haven't really tapped into, but being able to move old information off and keep, because every year is a new year for our, right? It's a school year we operate on, Mm -hmm. just like fiscal year for company. But anyway, every year is a new year. And so our projects 
are year by year, right? So the information that's shared, although sometimes the student is tutored with us for multiple years, right? So we want to be able to go back and look at information that we had about something that happened at school, but it just, you know, it just is long and cumbersome and easily a, a, a way to archive and still have access to that's not cumbersome. Let's say that I was someone in the same or similar role to either the people you work with or you, you yourself, but in a different company. What would your case be to that person as far as why they need to get on Slack or why it's going to help them? Like, what is your case for using Slack? It's an incredible productivity booster and really efficient communication tool between a variety of teams. So if you're working with, you know, multiple teams on multiple projects, I think it's, it's really an easy way to manage that communication. My colleagues then created Slack channels for their, or, you know, Slack accounts for their families. And, you know, like people just started, it just grew right from something that was introduced at work to, oh, this is a way I can manage information with a group of friends, with my family, with, I have professional associations and, you know, we've introduced it there. And so that's been a great resource. People have a question like, hey, I, I, you know, when has anybody experienced this or I'm struggling with this item? And, you know, so now I have 25 professional other executive directors I can tap into and ask a question that aren't in my that are in nonprofit management, but aren't in my field, but, you know, just the generic. So I think for a company, there's, yeah, it's, it's a great tool. Just an observation, because one of the unique things about what you're doing is there's a community aspect that isn't always seen in the corporate world with people who, who use Slack there. Do you think that is unique to your industry? Or do you think that's just a byproduct of having Slack the way you've designed it to be used? I think it came about as a byproduct, but I don't see why companies wouldn't have, you know, people wouldn't have the ability to create community building channels and ways for their employees to engage in things that they might be interested in outside of work or within work or, you know. Do you approach Slack differently when you're building a community channel versus a professional or a project channel? So the situation when we invited this other nonprofit to join our channel just to manage the conference room, that was a challenge um, because exactly that. We just wanted them to have access to the conference room channel. We didn't want them to have access to all the other information that we had that is confidential and personal to our or whatever to our company. So I have to be honest, I don't know if it was their technology. It's not like they don't, they're, they were more advanced technologically than we were as far as comfort with using different technologies, but for whatever reason, they just have blocks. And like one staff person, like I had to invite them like five times. I'm like, I keep inviting you. Well, I can't this and I can't that. I'm like, oh my gosh. And this is not, this is not a technology novice. I mean, you know, this is not a, you know, a person who wasn't from, it was just, it was really strange and odd how people had different challenges which using Mm -hmm. something that I felt was very (laughs) intuitive and simple. We're also not that large. I mean, my office is, I have a staff of eight and then we have a a volunteer staff of 30 and then we have over 500 volunteers that we manage. So the team is really about, and then my board who I include, there's 10. So the team that I have to interact with on a daily basis is, you know, like 50 people, right, that I'm sharing information with. 
And then, you know, we have 500 volunteers that we have to engage with. So it's not like I have a large, you know, thousand plus person company. Well, Karen, thank you again so, so much for making the time today and sharing your opinion and your experience. Sure, Isaac, it's been a pleasure and I really enjoy using Slack, so I'm more than willing to share. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Slack Voice of Customer Podcast. Please share your thoughts on this episode by clicking the podcast episode page in Slack and be sure to join us next week to hear the journey of another Slack customer. Thank you for listening.